Mind Over Millennial contains explicit content that may not be suitable for all listeners. All views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to the creators of Mind Over Millennial. The creators are not licensed healthcare, finance, or life professionals, but we're happy to share our Google expertise with you. Listener discretion is advised. another episode of mind over millennial my name is lauren and my name is tess <laughs> hi <laughs> and um this episode is going to be um just a trigger warning for this episode for folks uh we are going to be talking about um sexual assault and uh sexual violence on this episode so it's not going to be as uh cheery and upbeat as most of our other podcasts are but um parts of it will be because tess has funny stories tess has some very strange stories <laughs> funny they're my stories and i say they're funny okay all right um it's my coping mechanism to laugh at everything sorry guys right right but um you know if that makes you uncomfortable then i totally don't blame anybody for not wanting to listen to this episode um but the reason why I wanted to do this episode is because um, last year I actually had to um, leave a position because I was sexually assaulted by my boss um, on a business trip. Uh, And I had already resigned from my position regardless, but um, it really just dug that nail into the coffin of leaving the company. Um, And I also have had experiences as a child Um, of sexual assault. And so it really brought up a lot of uh, past trauma and led me down a a very uneasy path. And so, um, you know, on top of everything with 2020, it was also, you know, you just got stuck in quarantine and everything else. And just 2020 as a year, like that was in February of 2020, that was my first experience of 2020. So I, I just think that it's something that I would like to talk about because I know that I'm not the only person who's ever experienced it. Actually, a a lot of women apparently do from the statistics that I've found. And guys too. And men. And men. Absolutely. It is not just anything that women go through on their own. Um, It's something that uh, affects everybody in the population. I just say women because that's what I am. Uh, so that's what I relate to. Spoiler alert. No one knew that. <laughs> Spoiler. I mean, in a couple of the other episodes, I think we had a discussion on whether or not I was a woman. So, I mean, that's it was true. an inner monologue. Uh, but <laughs> I, I hate it when those like don't come out because my inner monologue is like the most loquacious bitch in the world. Um, and then people are like, you say nothing. And I'm like, I have been shouting at you for hours now. And they're like, I didn't hear it. <laughs> Because it stays, it stays up here. Mine continuously just comes out. That's why. 
Yeah. I talk a lot on this podcast. Um, <laughs> so, uh, wait, pause before we jump into everything. How are you, my dear? Because we're talking about all this stuff that happened in the past that I know it's really stressful, but like, how are you today? <laughs> today, almost a year later, things are actually really good. We're recording this at a uh, non night hour, so I have coffee. I have of- coffee too. Yeah, Yay. this is a we're actually not abusing substances episode, which Tess finds incredibly ironic. Ironic. This is the one that I would definitely abuse substances over. Yeah, 110%. I think it's actually better that uh, oh, we're sure. walking through it without, you know, it, it, caffeine is technically still a drug, but <laughs> yeah, it's a little a little easier. Um, I got this might be the first time our listeners hear us sober. So hi guys. Yeah, <laughs> We're hey. completely sober. <laughs> this I'm not is, usually blitzed. This is us normal. <laughs> okay, uh, but I actually um, purchased a lot of stuff for a home gym because finally, uh, yeah, finally things are back in stock, and um, I'm envisioning you know another lockdown soon. So I wanted to jump on that while everything was still in stock. Um, and yeah, uh, things, things are actually going pretty well up in Monoghan. So I'm, I'm digging it. I'm glad. Thanks. How are you? Um, I'm, I'm pretty good. I got hurt again at jujitsu last night, so I'm currently in pain and like five Tylenol deep. Um, Tess, what? I'm gonna this one up. wasn't my fault. Well, the they're last never one your fault. fault. God, I'm going to take away jujitsu. I'm going to put you in a corner. That won't work. I'll fight the corner. (laughs) Put you in a padded room with only yourself, and then you can just wrestle yourself in the walls. How about that? That sounds weirdly kinky. All right, we're getting off topic. Well, I mean, that isn't really off topic. No, it's really not off topic. (laughs) Anyway, no, I'm I'm good. Work is work is slammed as always, which is really good because it keeps me busy. And I'm so sorry if you guys if you guys hear that noise. That's the puppy. Um, she's still extremely cute. We put her on the Instagram yet? No. Oh my God. We're slacking. Okay. She's going on Instagram today. Um, she's really cute, but she is annoying me because she will not potty train. So Mm. drop potty training tips for puppies on our Instagram page because Tess needs help. Fuck. Or Gmail. Uh, yeah. So I guess now we can just dive right into what's going to make everybody a little, little sad. Um, so I really want to just stress unfortunately how common sexual violence is in the u.s it's ridiculous Um, do jujitsu yep um one in five women and one in 71 men will be raped at some point in their lives that's sickening to me that is an incredible number like just the amount of people there's like what 370 million people in the u.s Mm mm-hmm and I have no idea. I'm agreeing because I assume you know, but I actually have no idea. I think it's 370. Um, it's 370 or 380. It's something like that. Um, and one in five women, one in five, that literally if you have like, if you go into a high school class of children and there are 25 kids in that classroom and half of them are girls, like that's five girls. Uh, two and a half. If half of two them and a half, girls. sorry. Sorry, I can do that math. <laughs> like, wait. 
Lauren doesn't do math. Um, so I do lots of math. <laughs> so two and a half girls, potentially. So three girls, like three girls in a class of twenty-five. Like what? Yeah. That's fucking bonkers. I I actually remember I saw this um this poster um in a rodeo arena bathroom when I was really little, um and it was just a picture of like. I think it was eight at the time because this is like probably early 2000s or late 90s. Um, and it was like of these eight beautiful women and they were just young 20 something, you know, all colors and ethnicities kind of thing. And it was like of these women pictured, one of them will be raped. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, that's really dark to just put in a bathroom. Pretty intense to have at the rodeo. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Was, I mean, I just remember staring at it like open mouth, just a little, you know, five to eight year old, like, what the fuck? Yeah. But, I mean, public awareness is, is the first step, right? And, oh, yeah. and figuring it out. But I mean, the other thing too, is that, you know, 71 men, like, uh-huh. that's still an exorbitant amount of people. It is. It really is. And I mean, they don't have a lot of the loud voices, I feel like, uh, you know, supporting them and being there to validate that horrible traumatic experience and being like, yeah, you, you too. Right. I just, um, it happens. And I'll, I mean, I've heard so many times where the guy was like, I didn't want it. And they were like, well, it's sex and you're a guy. So how could you not want it? You must've wanted it. Right. Right. Which is just, it's such such bullshit. Like that's not, that's not real. And if there's any guys out there that have, you know, been through something this traumatic, it's not, it wasn't you and your bodily reaction to anything that happened is not you. And that doesn't change Mm -hmm. the fact that you were violated. Um, because I know even women who have been, you know, raped or sexually assaulted, um, have different bodily reactions to things and that's because that's what your body does like and don't let anybody tell you that you did something wrong when you were being taken advantage of because no not at all and part of it is your body trying to protect itself like for Mm -hmm. a girl some of those bodily reactions like it's it's making sure you don't tear or whatever i mean i don't want to get overly graphic but like it's protecting you it is not something where you're enjoying this and that's why you're getting that reaction no i've read the anatomy books no (laughs) no um so something else that i really want to highlight is um not just rape but like sexual abuse in general um and this is going to be again like this whole entire episode is just a giant trigger warning but um for like we're going to talk about some kids too because i also had issues issues i was also sexually abused as a child um one in four girls and one in six boys are sexually abused before they turn 18 years old again sickening this makes me want to fight people and just like curb stomp them yeah like i think that this also is just a huge reason why we really need to push having more true sexual education as opposed to repression and not just, you know, the, the willy nilly, like, you know, I'm not a slut shamer, like you do you boo. But, um, I don't necessarily think that sex is a sign of power. And that's the same thinking that leads to people to do horrendous things to other people is making sex into a power play thing, but just being educated and knowing that sex is something that people do 
mm-hmm. for whatever purposes they want to do it in, but it's not meant to be a power play. It's meant to be consensual is huge. And I'm hoping that these numbers as more people really truly speak about consent and believe that consent is key and make that overly, 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 overly known mm-hmm. for the future generations that, you know, we'll see these numbers drop, but you know, these kids and like in 34% of people who sexually abuse a child are family members. I, I don't even, I don't even understand that. I, I don't, I no. don't understand how I, ugh, my brain cannot compute that. Yep. I, ugh. Ugh. Yep. So this is uh, still going to get, it's going to get darker. So no, just- no. I, I actually have a, um, like just a little interjection there uh, yep. to pull away from the statistics. And that is uh, my church nursery as a very small child, like I was nursery age. Um, and the lady that ran the little nursery program, her husband was a serial, like multiple times convicted pedophile. Um, and most of his convictions, I don't know that I can say all, but most of his convictions were like his kids and grandkids. Um, and they let him help in the nursery. Yep. Of course they, they did. They were just like, oh yeah, we're going to let him, we're going to let him help. And uh, it, it was, oh my, I'm, my mom wouldn't even let me go to the nursery. She was just like, nope, you're just, you're going to, I'm just going to hold you through all of church because no. Yeah, and I'm smart then. No, I know. I'm very appreciative. That was not a complaint. Um, I'm very appreciative. Thank you, mom, for protecting me in that way. But like, holy crap, like who is thinking here? Uh, mm-hmm. I believe in forgiveness and reformation, you know, as a Christian and all that kind of stuff. But excuse me, like, yeah. don't put no. that situation, like what? Um, no. Especially I'm sorry. I'm getting with- high and squeaky. <laughs> That's fine. Um, especially not with literal children. Like babies, like nursery yeah. babies. Like, yeah, no. No. Uh, brings us to another good point about that. Uh, <laughs> and I'm laughing because I'm uncomfortable, guys. Like, I'm not. Yeah, no, <laughs> we're, we don't think this is funny. We don't like this at all. Um, 12.3% of women were age 10 or younger at the time of their first rape or victimization. And I fall into that category. Uh, yep. I don't like this. I mean, yep. I don't care what time in the morning it is. This makes me want to drink. This is a very icky, icky It one. only makes me want to drink because I can't curb stomp who I want to curb stomp. You understand this? Yes. Yeah. No, I, I fully get it. Um, and then I, I, I'm going to just lead into um, the first time I was ever uh, sexually assaulted. I was three years old. And it it was by a neighbor and one of my brother's best friends who uh, we were playing a house in our basement and uh, we had a little portion of the basement that was under uh, the stairs and that was considered to be mom and dad's room. And I was the only girl, so I was obviously mom. And my brother is five years older than me, so we were playing with, I think, like, some eight-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And even still, an eight-year-old shouldn't – something had to have happened to him because there was no reason right, for what happened to me for him to even 
think no about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he and I were mommy and daddy. And so he said, we're going to do what mommies and daddies do. And I was just like, okay, let's do mommies and daddies do. And he, um, got on top of me and shoved his, his tongue in my mouth. Ugh. And I think that was, I don't, does that count as a first kiss? <laughs> oh, we're not counting that. No, I, no, we're not counting that. I don't Mm-mm. think that counts. Oh, sorry guys. I have to, I'm so red right now. Like I feel no, like I'm sweating. It's, it's yeah, gross. It's, it's uncomfortable. It's coping mechanisms. And hey, if if you can't understand that, then maybe you got a different coping mechanism, but this is ours. Right. Um, and completely sober too. So this is just- Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's make like this, 11 in the freaking morning. We're going to make this work. We're going to push right through. But that was, that was the first time that I was ever uh, sexually assaulted. And uh, the next time I was six years old. And oh, babe, y'all, I want to hug you through the camera. We're on Zoom. I want to hug you. <laughs> I would take that hug, but I, you know, it's it's bonkers that children and like even even though it happened to me, mm-hmm. children, babies, like mm-hmm. I'm 26 now. I cannot fathom. I can't fathom an eight year old thinking Mm-mm. that that's an acceptable thing to even do or know what what that is. No, I, I agree with you that something had to happen. And unfortunately, I think that really is the cycle of abuse because, you know, yep. taking it away from sexual assault may be a little bit, but that thing that they teach you of like the bully in school is the one that's getting bullied somewhere else. Like they had to be taught to do that. They had to be taught that bad behavior. Right. And I am assuming that correlates here. So, Yeah. yeah. No, I think it absolutely does. Um, and this isn't this isn't a good thing, but um, for other children, thirty uh, percent of women uh, were between the ages of eleven and seventeen. So that, to me, at least, and not even at least, like that number alone is terrifying. Like none of these numbers should even exist. But thirty um, percent being between eleven and seventeen, for some reason doesn't feel as bad as 10 or younger. Like it's, no, it, it yeah. all sucks. It all, all of it, sucks. All of it sucks. Yeah. And I think my first, it was not in the same, we talked about this before we started recording. There's a spectrum of this. And on that spectrum, I am on the mild end um, with, I say all of my experiences. Um, but the first experience that I had that made me extremely uncomfortable and also in a way taught me that it was okay for somebody to touch me in a way I wasn't comfortable with. Yeah. Which is like the start of it yeah. um, happened when I was, I would say, I don't know if I was like 10 or 11, so I'm not sure which side of that spectrum I fall into, but um, I was in church, um, literally like in church. Um, again, I don't know why my, my first story started that way. Uh, and I had been sitting on the back pew and I had those really big uh, plastic bangle bracelets. Do you remember those from mm-hmm. the 2000s? They were like really glittery and they're hard plastic, ugly as crap, mm-hmm. but for some reason they were in. Um, and they'd been clinking in mm-hmm. church. So I took them off and I stuck it in my back pocket. 
Right. Because I was trying not to be disruptive. It was a pretty small congregation. So at the end of the service, um, you know, how everybody shakes hands and all that kind of stuff. Well, um, one of the guys that was kind of considered an elder there, like unofficially, because we didn't officially have elders, um, comes up to me and like says hi, whatever. And I turn away mm-hmm. um, so that my back is to him. And he goes, what do you have in your back pocket? Are you dipping? Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. And I just kind of like turned my head like, what are you talking about? I'm like 11. What? Mm-hmm. Do, what? And he grabs my ass. Yeah. Like just full handful. And is like, what you got in your back pocket, baby girl? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And I said, huh? Like, like my brain just like short circuits and goes, what the hell are you doing to me? Like, what is this? And my dad walked up mm-hmm. and this guy still has a handful of ass. And he turns to my dad and goes, is she dipping? And my dad goes, huh? No, but doesn't stop the behavior. Right. Right. It wasn't an immediate, here's my fist to your face. Don't touch my child. Right. Right. And like nothing was ever said. Right. No confrontation ever happened. And so, no, it's not rape. No, my, my, all of my clothes and everything was on. But at that young age, that taught me that like. Your body's not your own. Yes. And people get to do whatever they want to do to you if they're in a position of power over you. Exactly. And that's that sexual power play thing that you were talking about earlier. And I just. I don't like that. And I would hope that, you know, if somebody sees that kind of behavior and you can see the startled look again, especially on a child's face that like fist to face is the, okay, I don't want to advocate violence, but like step in. No, I advocate violence there. (laughs) Put your elbows straight into their jaw. That's true. Yeah. Because like, that's not okay. You, you get to say no. And I wasn't even asked like this, what? This should not happen. Yep. No, that is when you, yeah, no, that shit, not acceptable. Um, And just so we're not leaving the boys out. (laughs) Don't leave them out. Um, So 12.3%. I wish they could be left out. (laughs) Right. 12.3% of women uh, were 10 or younger. Um, That shoots up to almost 30% for boys who are 10 and under. Wow. So again, like that to me, what that says to me is that I feel like the numbers for men are also higher. Like, I really feel like this happens in mm-hmm. the same percentages to men just and not reported. women. Right. But they're just not reported or boys are easier to have report than young girls when it comes to that abuse. So like it's 30% of boys 10 or younger, and then it's Mm -hmm. 12% of girls 10 or younger. And, you know, I'm not, I, I, I don't know. It's just conjecture, but I would Mm -hmm. imagine that young boys are a little bit more vocal about things like this than young girls would be. Right. Also, depending on who your abuser is, I mean, the convincing, that like this is something that's okay again like depending on i hate to use this word because this word's triggering for me but that grooming right then you don't report it because the kid is like well this is just what happens yep yep um it seems like the majority of people who sexually abuse children are males um almost 96 percent. but again i really wouldn't know if that number shifts because of you know women 
it, it's a really weird double standard, but women aren't really caught yeah. abusing children. Yeah. And I don't know if that's just like, again, it goes back to, I think that boys are a little bit more open sexually or there's a, it is, it's a power thing. Like even, even now it's, it still is about power. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you get down to it and as a, a man, you're supposed to have all this power and, and that's why we need to talk about the consent thing. But as a child, like you don't know, you don't have any pride in that way. It's just like, Hey, I, this happened and it was really weird. Can we talk about it? And girls aren't really as um, taught to be as open as right. boys are anyways around that, like around like, you know, you have little boys that just go and pull their pants down and they just take a piss wherever they want. Well, girls always are going into a secluded room because, I mean, we don't have penises. We don't just get to go right. tinkle in the <laughs> woods whenever. So if somebody, like, you know, you're not supposed to, but like, yeah. I, I think that there's an easier way to have a conversation of something was wrong for mm-hmm. a little boy than it is for little girls. And again, that's complete conjecture. I really don't know. Well, from personal childhood, like I'm trying to think back about everything you're saying and how does it correlate with my personal experiences as a kid and just kind of discovering that boys and girls are different type deal. Right. Um, And I remember before you discover that you are a sexual being, because Mm -hmm. before you hit puberty, like whatever, you know, um, it doesn't even occur to you that someone shouldn't touch you in certain areas. You don't have that sense of modesty or whatever. And I think that, well, again, my personal experience, there weren't a lot of kids whose parents had the conversation with them of like, do not let someone do X, Y, Z. My mom was so open. She was just always like, you never let someone tell you to take your pants down. You never do this. Mm -hmm. You never do that. She was just like, you don't let someone touch you in X, Y, Z areas. Like this is bad. And it never had happened to me. Mm -hmm. But she just was so open about it of like, this is something you need to know. And so I knew it was weird if somebody was like, oh, hey, by the way, you know, someone touched me. I'd be like, they're not supposed to do that. And I remember there was one girl that was like, they're not supposed to touch me there. And I was like, no, no, they're not. You should tell your mom like, uh, uh. and she didn't even know. It was just because, you know, you're born knowing nothing. You're born just completely ignorant, not stupid, ignorant. Yeah. so if somebody doesn't put that thought in your head of like, these are parts that shouldn't be touched, like how right. are you supposed to know? Right. Now that actually brings up not like the touching thing, but my mom was such a true crime person that mm-hmm. uh, there was, and I can remember it clear as day. I literally, I was like five years old. I walk into my mom's room and she just sits yeah. me down and she goes, um, if anybody ever comes into your room and says that you need to be quiet or else something's going to happen to the rest of the family. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about us. You, you need to make noise. You need to scream. You need to be loud. You don't need to worry about whatever the consequences are for anybody else. Yeah. And I was just like, like thinking what? of that, like as an adult, I'm like, <laughs> what? in Mom? 10 years, if I have a five-year-old, is that something that I'm going to just tell my kid like if somebody comes into your room and threatens to kill the entire family or take you they're not going to take you be loud be be obnoxious like but see like i think that's i think that's so healthy in a weird way because yeah. like 
you're taking all of the stigma off of what you're telling the kid. And you're just like, Hey, this is what this is. Like, just right. be aware. My, another one that happened, um, my little cousin was over and there were two birds getting busy in the backyard. Love that. And he's like five. <laughs> he, he looks up at my mom and he's like, what are they doing out there in the tree? And all of his sister's heads just like pivot, like, oh God. And they're like, uh, they're, they're hugging, like dot, 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 weird question mark. And my mom goes, no, they're not. They're making babies. That's how babies are made. And just walks away. Like right. that was the end of the conversation. And right. it, it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't a, we need to sit down and have a talk. It wasn't anything. It was just like, this is what this is. You need to know, be informed, but right. you're not putting weird thoughts in the kid's head. It's just like, this is what happens. Right. I was like, Okay. Right. Well, <laughs> we I mean, with it and we moved on. I, yeah. And I think that's the other thing too, is I think like speaking in metaphors doesn't do anybody any good. No, like, because and, then later, like it's a special hug. No, it's fucking not. Right. Because if somebody else that tries to take advantage of your child or mm-hmm. you is just like, oh, it's a special, like this is just between us. It's special. It's yeah. like, no, if, if an adult is saying that to a child, it's not fucking special. Mm-mm. Let me just it's throw sick. that it's down. Sick. Yeah. It's sick. Let's just throw yeah. that right off the fucking table. Um, so something else. Um, now we're going to pivot to to the adult side. Of, pivot! 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 <laughs> of, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. That was a really badly timed show. <laughs> of, uh, <laughs> oh, I can't stop thinking about going up a staircase. I know. Fucking couch. <laughs> Okay. Um, oh, fucking yikes. All right. So, uh, comedic relief. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> One statistic that I found to be really terrifying too mm-hmm. is, um, 8% of rapes and like my new, what happened to me was not rape, but, uh, rapes occur while the victim is at work. Wow. Isn't that bonkers? Like, you're not even safe in your place of work. It is, but it's not. Yeah. Like, to me, that makes a lot of sense. Again, with power plays and women breaking the glass ceiling, and I know this is not only women, but, like, whoever it is, like, you talked about there's that power play, there's that whatever, and I just, to me, that that makes sense, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean. This is the logical (laughs) robot person over here. So, I mean. Well, and I'm thinking, like, my – our first positions um, where we met, mm-hmm. we were children. Like, well, yeah. Newly graduated children, basically. I, I graduated one month and was working there the next. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> um, and, you know, keeping that in mind, and we were traveling 50% of the time. Like, we were in hotel rooms for 26 weeks out of a year. Mm-hmm. Like, that's insane as a 22, 23-year-old to be doing that. And then my second project, it was just me. Like, I didn't have a group of people. It was just me going to my client for a year. And if I did have anybody with me, it was just me and my boss. And unfortunately, because you are the odd person out and because you are – like the one that's coming in and leaving, I feel like that made you a bigger target. Yeah, no, I think that that's correct too. I mean, it really was just, uh, the entire thing was really weird, but um, 
you know, it, the thing that also really upset me was um, the first night I met my my new boss um, in a completely different location. Like, obviously, it's a business trip, so it's not like he's with his family. I'm not with my family. I'm in a random place mm-hmm. that's brand new to me, a new hotel, new everything. Um, and at 11 o'clock at night, he asked me if I wanted to go get water with him. Like, that's weird. Like, right. That was the first, and that was the first thing. And like, I'm not, I'm not dumb. No. But I was just like, no, it's late. <laughs> and, um, no. Like, yeah, no, that's, that's weird. Cause like, if another, I don't just want to say female, but also person of similar, um, like same job as me, not a boss, not an authority figure, ask me that in the middle of, I, mine was in New York city when I traveled. So right. if somebody was like, do you want to go to the corner store with me? I need to pick up some stuff. Right. It's 11 o'clock at night. Like let's walk in a pair. I'd be like, Oh, for sure. Like I will be your safety. you be my safety. Like a hundred percent. Right. But if your boss just randomly is like, let's go get water. Like that's a different, right. Like, that's weird. I don't like that. Right. And, uh, and one of the like winky emojis was used. Oh, fuck no yeah okay yeah that just takes it into a whole different stratosphere yeah Yeah. Uh, and like I literally I went back into the office the next week because we had one week on one week off of travel yep and I showed it to a couple of the guys in the office and I was like do you guys think this is weird like do you do you guys talk to other females like this (laughs) and both of them were just like um well I don't really think it's that weird which like to me now even still i'm just like why didn't you think that was fucking weird like especially with the winky face like again i'm trying to make it better by saying well let's go to the corner store as a pair but no like if you put a winky face in there like that's that that, that, it's a fucking winky face like right right and i mean it it was just it was just weird and um you know i'm I'm pretty adept at knowing when people have crushes on me or something like that and i always kind of knew that my boss liked me and I mean like I was used to that no matter what anyways because I was a 22 year old tall thin blonde hair blue-eyed like I'm not unattractive human um and I'm so used to my self-worth also being conflated with my value for sexual desire because of how my brain works I'm just I'm but like I we're kind of programmed that way I, I feel like but I hate that yeah right um so because of that, I, I was in tuned enough, but it was just like, well, it's not, it's not actually like, it's not real. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna throw that into the little back part of my brain and not acknowledge it. And then, um, when I was assaulted by my boss, um, it was one of my last days working. He purposefully made me fly out to Florida. It was not supposed to be my week to, to travel, Um, but he guised it as the fact that I needed to help train my replacement, which made no sense to me anyways, because my replace who I replaced on that project never flew out to be with me. So I was just like, okay, whatever. Um, so we, I, I went because I was just like, okay, whatever. Like, I'm not gonna, you know, slam the door yet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Should (laughs) have. Um, and after it happened, 
I think I called you. You did. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to preface what, what happened that night. Um, we all went out as a group and we had a nice little group dinner, which was my replacement, my boss at the time, myself, and uh, one of the on-site resources who actually lived in West Palm. So she wouldn't be like she had her own apartment and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, afterwards, I was having a really good time. Um, and my boss was just like, well, let's just go get like, let's, let's go get a couple of drinks at the hotel bar. And I was like, okay, that sounds nice. Like not the first time, like when you travel for work, especially in like a tech company, you end up drinking a lot because that's oh, just yeah. what people do. Okay. <laughs> Cause everybody's a fucking alcoholic when they travel for work, I guess. Or work for a tech company, apparently. That's or work for a tech, <laughs> yeah. Or work for a tech company. Um, And so we went back to the hotel bar and it was still my boss, my replacement and me. And then uh, my replacement had to go do something else because he had a side hustle and he's like, hey, I'll chat with y'all tomorrow. I'm, I'm deucing. I'm going to go to to bed. I'm doing, I'm doing my, I'm doing my next thing. Okay, cool. Um, And then my boss suggested that we go and get a drink somewhere else. And I was like, okay whatever and so we walked to this little mexican restaurant that uh had really good yeah it was fucking weird i'm sorry i had to interject that's a little (laughs) had little margaritas but like again i was just like i don't care like i'm getting plastered i really don't mind like i'm enjoying um i'm enjoying myself yeah and then it got late so it's like okay it's it's getting late um let's go back to the hotel uh and so we get in the elevator and I press my button and he doesn't press his floors button. And I was just like, mm. okay, mm. Um, sure. I don't like, and I, I asked him, I was like, are you gonna like, what floor are you on? He's like, I'm just going to walk you to your door. Like, I just want to make sure that you're okay. And I was like, mm. okay, whatever. Mm. So we go, we get to the door and we're just kind of standing there. And I was just like, you know, I really want to, you know, I'm trying to just be nice and cordial. And I'm like, you know, I really appreciate, you know, you being a mentor toward me and I really hope we keep in touch and all this other stuff. And so I give him a hug and then he holds on a little longer than he should. And I'm just like, okay. (sighs) And then I pull back and he kisses me. Uh, no like this tiny little man shoved his tongue in my throat and i felt like i was three years old all over again i hate that yeah Mm. and then um i held him at arm's length i told him good (laughs) night because like again i'm not small like i'm i'm five eight guys so like i'm five eight and I work out and I had been working out. So like I took this tiny scrawny man by his shoulders and held him away from me Mm -hmm. while feeling like a fucking idiot because, okay, not only is this like my worst fear realized, um, I obviously didn't deserve any of, you know, the, the praise or the position or any of the things that I've done because it's just because I'm a sexualized object. Uh, I have to tell my husband that this happened and he's going to leave me because 
the one thing that he is also terrified of is infidelity. And even though this wasn't something that I asked for, it happened. And what happens if he sees this as me being uh, a cheater? Um, Which they're not. And that's not even remotely a possibility because I I have to say it because like, that's the same thing that I said when you called me in tears that night. Like, this is the same. It's like, you did not ask for this. You did not do like, I wish you just like clocked him. You know, I mean, you held him at arm's length. I wish you'd clocked him. Yeah, I do too. It would have been completely justified. It's like, no, you have assaulted me and I am defending myself. This is not like me advocating violence or anything. No, defend yourself. Right. No, and I mean, I, I, again, there was just a part of my brain that immediately just shut down. No, and I understand that. And you I cannot do anything wrong. I just want no. To I know because I, I love you, <laughs> right? But like, and and this is the reason that I'm saying this is because this is the type of trauma that when it is reoccurring, like this is just kind of what happens. But I could not fathom being like having anything worse happen. Like, right. like we said, it's a spectrum. Mm-hmm. But like, I and I'm not saying that like my trauma is better than worse than whatever. But, like, for rape victims and people that have had constant abuse, like, it's it's fantastical in my mind. Like, I, I can't even get words to right. properly express, like, make sure that you get the help that you need. Because I know this last year, like, just that happening to me was enough to send me on a very unhealthy spiral and took me about eight months to finally discover that like no matter how much I drink or eat or do whatever in order to make myself feel like I'm not in order to make myself fat so that I'm not a sexualized object people that are shitty are going to sexualize whoever they want to sexualize but it's up to me to understand my own self-worth yeah I'm still struggling with (laughs) Babe, I love you. You're worth so much. You're my, you're my original beautiful human unicorn. Come on. <laughs> Thank you. But like all this to say, like it's, there's so many people, unfortunately, mm-hmm. that statistically go yep. through something like this. So you don't have to feel like you're alone. And if you do, when you get to a point where, you know, things are really looking sketchy for you, reach out and talk to people. There are um, lots of great resources like RAIN, um, R-A-I-N-N um, dot org that actually have um, resources. Um, they have a, a line that you can actually call. It tells you, uh, it has, you can put in your zip code and it'll tell you laws for your state. Um so if you decide to take legal action, um, I talked to family members about taking legal action and it just didn't seem like the best course of action for me, um, which was hard because that's the way that I really wanted to move forward. But, you know, it, it would have just been a he said, she said thing. And yeah, that- it wouldn't have fixed any of the mental. That's the, that's the biggest issue. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about consent for yes. a second. 
because, uh, like with your story, alcohol, I feel like alcohol kind of removes the option of giving consent Yep. depending on amount consumed and level of inebriation. Like it's, it's gone. You don't, you can say that you said yes, but like that might be the tequila talking and that's not okay. And I should hope that your partner, um, would understand that, (laughs) you know, like that's really important. Um, and I'm not saying like that people don't get drunk and hook up. They do, you know, Mm -hmm. but consent can also be removed at any point in the situation. Um, that's kind of my next story, if you will. Uh, I was in high school and had met and been talking to someone, uh, I think I was 17. I don't think I was 18 yet. Um, And we were like messing around, making out, whatever. And I got to a point where I was like, I'm not comfortable with this anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, I just kind of started freaking out because he was very obviously moving in a direction. I was a virgin at the time. And I was like, I'm, I'm not comfy with this. This, this was not where I thought this night was going. I'm not okay with anything anymore. Right. And I said, Hey, stop. I'm not comfortable anymore. And he didn't stop. Right. Just kept going and was like, well, you're here. And like, we've been talking, you must be okay with this. Like everything's fine. Right. I fucking hate that. And it's like, no, I have decided that this stops now. I'm, right. I'm done with this now. And he was like, well, I'm turned on, so I'm going to keep going. No. And it was like, uh, uh, no. And this went back and forth for a minute. And it was clear that stopping was not going to happen. Mm. So um, I have this weird ability to go to compartmentalized places in my brain to make myself feel in different things. So I put myself in a panic attack. Mm. Like, I shouldn't be laughing at that. No, it's fine. I, you can laugh. I, I can deal with this now. But like, I put myself in a screaming, shaking, crying panic attack so that he would get the fuck off me. See, because like, you shouldn't have to be, again, we're going into shoulds and shouldn't, but you shouldn't have right. to be neurotic for somebody to understand the word fucking no. (laughs) Right. But like, that was the only solution in my mind because at the time, like I knew some self-defense, but this was pre-jujitsu. This was pre-everything. And he was, I think, a trained martial artist. And I was just like, there's not a way that I can win. I was smaller. It was like 20 pounds lighter than I am now. Did not have any muscle to speak of as a fucking twig. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just like, this is the only way because no isn't working Right. I, I have to come up with some situation that is going to not like make him not want to be on top of me anymore. Right. Like get off of me. Um, that shit. And I mean, I played it out. I was in that spot for several minutes, kept it going mm-hmm. to try to distance myself from the situation as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, like I see him backing up and I'm like, okay, I can start calming down now. I can bring myself out of this. And I did. And I was like, okay, like I'm obviously not in the mood anymore. You know, now that I've proved this to you. Right. And his response was, well, I'm still turned on. So like, can I still do stuff to you? The fuck? And I was like, I'm leaving now. Like I'm, I'm fucking leaving now. So consent can be taken away and stop means stop no matter when. Right. And well, just, yeah. 
Well, that reminds me of, um, you know, it goes back to the sexual education thing. When I was in high school, we had to do um, a class called Hope in Florida. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they still call it that, but it was your health education and PE, Mm -hmm. basically. Um, And you always had, in in Florida, they teach abstinence only. uh, Of course. So this- dumb, by the way. Yeah. It's really fucking stupid. So we had a guest speaker come in who- was another small man and like guys I, I don't want to offend anybody like my husband is the same height as me I don't have an issue with people that are not like six five like we've talked about this in the dating thing but like I, it, it makes me mad when men that are smaller than me try to take advantage of me because I'm a prideful bitch I don't know <laughs> um, so in in this uh in this episode of Lauren's life, um <laughs> I was 18 years old, maybe 17. No, it was in the spring. So I was 18. I had already turned 18. Um, because I was one of the older kids in the class because my birthday is in October. Um so we had a guest come in, and this guest was teaching everybody about abstinence only uh sex, which means no sex <laughs> until you're married. <sighs> And so there was this exercise where he got a bunch of kids to hold up some signs and it was like, you know, a boy and girl talking and then a boy and girl holding hands and then a boy and girl kissing. And then, you know, I remember those progression things. They were so stupid. I'm sorry. This pisses me off. And then it was like a a flower losing its petals or some shit. I don't fucking know. And (laughs) classic. And, um, I didn't volunteer. I didn't do anything. He just picked me out of the crowd and was just like, you're going to be, um, why don't you come down here and show me where you feel like you would stop? And I'm like, okay, that's fucking weird. Yeah. First off. Um, and then second of all, okay, fine. So I went and I stood between, you know, the boy and girl, I think it was like the boy and girl hugging and then the, the, the kissing. And I was like, if, if I were with my boyfriend, like here's where I would stop. I don't fucking like, this is the answer you're looking for. So I'm just going to stand right here. Right. Um, and so he goes, well, what if I made you move? And I was just like, no. What? I'm pre- right. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable right here. I'm just going to stay right here. I was, no, but what if I made you? And I was like, you can't make me, sir. <laughs> I'm, I'm right here. I'm fine. Thank you. Fuck off. Yeah. So this grown-ass man walks to one end of the gym and literally starts running at me. And what the fuck? Shoulder to shoulder pushes me past like the having sex thing. And he looks at me like all triumphant and he's like, What was that then? And I literally looked at him and my coaches, like the the adults in the yeah. room and and all of the children around me, and I went, That was rape. Yeah. That was rape. Like, and I kept saying it over and over and over again. And literally the coaches came over and sat me down because of how mad I was. Because you are teaching these children that they, one, men can't control themselves. These 14-year-old boys are not capable of controlling themselves. <clears throat> and two, you're showing them that even, even if they get into a situation where they want to say no or this is where they want to stop. They're going to be forced. You're going to be forced to do it anyways. That's what kind so of, that's up. not abstinence. No, that's rape. 
that that is rape. That is I'm the laughing point of, because I'm uncomfortable. I'm sorry. Right. But like, <sighs> that and even to this day is the epitome of why I get so angry at like just abstinence only teaching or whatever because it's not it's not fair to mm-hmm the women in the situation who are then told, well, it's, it was your fault anyways. Or the men. It's not or the men. to anybody because one, let's play that out for a minute. Let's say that nothing ever happens to you. Everyone is a saint and you're a virgin until marriage. Okay, great. If that's what you want to do, you do you full support. Mm-hmm. However, there have been so many instances that I personally have known of where somebody's freaking out the night before their wedding where they're like, I don't fucking know what happens tomorrow night. Right. I, I don't know anything. Right. And that's terrifying. Right. And not healthy. <laughs> no, having like, a panic attack the night before your wedding because you're genuinely terrified or like your entire identity was based off of the fact that you're virgin is, yeah. is the same. It's, it's just as unhealthy as people whose entire um, personality is based off of the fact that they're a Don Juan or some shit. Right. It's, it's like, just like, you need to be, again, this is taking the stigma off of it and just being like, this is what happens. Mm-hmm. If you choose to do it, here are the consequences. Like, I don't know. To me, it just, if we were more honest and straightforward and didn't put this huge, like, focus. oh my God, it's sex and we can't right. talk about it thing. It was just like, no, this is something that happens. It's a biological fact. Right. Like, here's what happens. Here's what you probably shouldn't do because it might come and back and haunt you later. Like, ugh. Right. Right. I don't know. And just Again, un- logical robot over here. Well, and just like health-wise, like, again, yeah. like birth control is, is, one, I don't even, like, I understand that birth control, yes, helps you to not have a child, obviously, but like there are so many other health benefits to being on birth control that don't go with literally like, oh, I don't want to have a baby right now. Like, I'm just going to be, I'm 14 years old. I'm going to actively be having sex because I'm on birth control. Like, I don't think 14 year olds should have hormones added to them anyways. Um, but- I remember the first time I got on birth control, it was because I was sitting in my calculus class in college um, and my cycle was so bad. I almost passed out. I put my head down yep. on the desk. My teacher asked me to leave because he was that kind of person of like, if you're not going to pay attention, you have to get out of my class. And I was like, I'm so sorry, sir. Like, I, I, I don't can't. know what's going on with me, but like, I cannot do it. And I made it back to the elevator in my dorm room. And like, I sat on the elevator floor, dizzy and unable to see for yep. minutes. Yep. And then I made the call and I was like, I, I don't know what this is, but I need help. Yep. Well, and I mean, like, I've passed kidney stones, y'all. Like, I have had a kidney infection before in my life, and I have had cycles that were worse. Yep. Where I was in more pain for, like, not even just a week out of a month, like, two weeks out of a month. Yeah. Because of the pre and the post. Appendicitis, like, straight up appendicitis acute, and thought it was just her cycle because it didn't hurt as bad as normal. Like, yeah. No, we're off the topic. Um, sorry. We're talking about uh, not having stigma around all of this. But yes, I don't know. Lauren, do you have more to add? Because I have one last funny story whenever we close. No, let's have some humor. Go for it. Okay. Um, it's, it's dark humor. Again, like you said, this whole episode is fucking trigger warning. Um, but I was standing in a bar. <clears throat> 
this is uh, not sexual assault. This is just sexual harassment, which I have had a lot of um, because I've been around a lot of creepy people. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I'm just going to say creepy people because it's fucking true. Um, so I'm standing in a bar and this obviously very drunk guy comes up to me and he is quite a bit older than I am. And uh, It's always the old men. <sighs> Old men, it's if you're an old though. man, if it's you're an old man, though. I'm, I'm just going to point this out there because it, it, it always is for me. Oh. <laughs> if you're an old man and you come up to a 20-something or younger woman, just shut your fucking mouth. Just I shut your mouth. Like sometimes they just get to a point in their life where like, I'm going to shoot every shot because I don't have anything else. Like, I don't know. And every, that's, that's every, a really bad every last every good last seed must be sown, I guess. Just fuck <laughs> off, oh, man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah>. Anyway. <laughs> I hate you. I love you. Fuck. <laughs> um, I'm standing there and he was like, uh, who are you here with? And I was like, oh, I'm with this person over here. Um, and he was like, why the fuck are you with that, that person? I was like, okay, first of all, that's not a good opening line. No. Um, second of all, <laughs> what? Yeah. And he was like, well, I don't think you should be with them. I think you should be with me like bold uh what again i'm just kind of sitting there like looking at him with this you cannot be saying these words right now don't worry it gets better um he starts going on about how he has a blue aura and i have an orange aura and we would be very compatible because our auras are compatible and then he starts saying, I'm not saying we'd be compatible for, like, a long period of time, but, like, you're what I need right now, and, like, I think I'm what you need right now. So, like, for a very temporary thing, you should be with me, not this person that you came with that you're in a relationship with. You should be with me because, like, we have compatible auras at this point in time. It's very short-sighted. Yeah, again, I'm sitting – I still haven't said anything in response to this. I'm just looking at him like – what <laughs> so the next thing he says he's like yeah no like i can just see that like your aura is perfect for me right now and like i want to devour you i just i want to devour you i want to eat you with my mouth <laughs> and my dumbass isn't even offended because he's dumb and drunk um i just look at him and think, what else would you eat a girl with? A fork? <laughs> I... That hits, like, all of the cringiest cringe in... I don't even... Th- just cringe. Just fucking cringe, man. Just so much cringe. I know that's not sexual assault. It's sexual harassment for sure, because, like, holy crap, that's not a good line. <laughs> Opening, closing, in the middle, it's just all bad. <laughs> oh, my- oh, my God. <laughs> Should have just taken the L immediately and just walked away. I just, <laughs> just ran to like the other side of the bar and was like, I'm just going to stand over here now and hope that you don't find me because what the fuck? Like, I, I didn't even know what to re- say to respond to that because if they have extended themselves that far in the first conversation when the only thing I said was I'm here with this person, I don't think there's a way to shoot them down. I, that just sounds like a serial killer to me. <laughs> Honestly, that is the, it, that is, it, that is what I imagined Ted Bundy said to people before he got them. Oh, in- see, I imagine he was way more charming. 
uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I think that he thought he was being charming. I, think- I mean, obviously it worked because he got people into his car and he got people to come, like, like you have to be charming. Yeah. He probably just asked what your sign was. <sighs> I moved on from there. Have a joining say, I'm crystals. An <laughs> 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 it's like I know what I am, but it's funnier to say I'm an asparagus. <sighs> I'll be a Brussels sprout. There we go. <laughs> We're very healthy and good for bowel movements. <laughs> Okay. All right. We're we're deteriorating, guys. I'm sorry. I needed some comedic relief. And like I said, my humor is dark, but my coping mechanism is that I can laugh at most things in my life. I guess it's laugh or cry, babe. So um if you made it through the episode, thank you guys for listening. We love um, you. We love you very much. We know that this one was rough and you know Maybe we were able to make you laugh too. Maybe you cried. I don't fucking know. I've, I just, I'm itchy. I'm so uncomfortable. I'm itchy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we really appreciate you guys listening. Um, we've actually gone up to 2,000 downloads. Wow. Which is I cannot pretty... believe that many people have listened to our, my voice. Holy crap. I can't either. I think that's bonkers that anybody, like, especially since we really don't promote this at all so it's amazing well if we have 2,000 listeners I or downloads not listeners I'm sorry I said that wrong um I really want to do stickers so like if you guys have any um interest in mind over millennial merch or stickers or anything like that we have some really cool designs waiting Mm -hmm. and I want to do stickers uh my jujitsu gym recently did a rebrand and I got a sticker for my car window and now I want to put mind over millennial next to it so please guys (laughs) if you have interest hit us up on instagram at mind over millennial podcast because Tess wants to do merch yeah and give us a follow um we're still learning the ropes of how to be more uh active but <laughs> we're working on it we have our own personal uh instagrams now too to go yeah. along with the main podcast instagram so you can find me on instagram at and my name is tess and you can find lauren at uh that millennial lauren yes there are so. underscores between that millen- that underscore millennial underscore lauren so mine is simpler Go follow it. And my name is Tess. No, I'm kidding. I love you. Yeah, you can you can follow you can follow Tess. Uh, I don't really oh, well, need to be followed. I just post pictures no, of my dogs. So I post memes. So I mean, fuck, Tess does post memes. And they're great. <laughs> I have so many memes on my phone. I should just continually post them. Most of them are dirty though, so I'm not sure if I should put them on Instagram. Um, also, Lauren, your Instagram is linked in mine uh, in my bio. So yep. if you can't and find anything, same for mine with Tess's. So. Yep. Yeah, guys. Um, again, as always, thank you guys for listening. I know this one has been a little extra rough. Um, and please, please, please know that if you ever need any anybody to talk to or you're in a dark spot, um, you can even just reach out to us as well. Oh, yeah. um, reach out. Let us know. We might be able to point you in the direction of a really good resource. I know when I was an RA in college, we had to have all of the resources memorized because unfortunately this is something that really happens a lot on college campuses, yep. um, which I know we didn't touch on, but that was a really big deal. Yep. Um, 
so reach out to us. Let us know if you just need somebody to hear your story or if you want your story shared. Again, we will share listeners' stories if you guys send them to us. So mm-hmm. find us, Mind Over Millennial Podcast on Instagram. Send us an email, mindovermillennialpodcast at gmail.com. That's a lot of tongue twisty words because we love you and you're all beautiful human unicorns. And this is healing and cathartic for us. So we want to share the healing and catharsis with you. <laughs> exactly. And we'll see you on the next one, guys. Love you. Bye. Bye. Mind Over Millennial Music by Zach Era and Gabriel Ramos. We are funded mainly by ourselves, but we're not too proud to ask for support. Feel free to drop us a line to learn how you can keep learning from our mistakes and Google sources, of course.